So yeah, we're gonna see some stuff. Pink oh princess <laughs> crown. That's a teddy bear. Yeah, if we can, so we don't break it. I don't want to break the barrier though, doing a podcast. I'll never hear the end of that. I can't believe it's curfew. Look at all the people out. This country has energy like no place. Dominoes, loud music, and beers. El Presidente. President. Light. Light. <laughs> so, this is a very special version of catching up. I am sitting on the front of a boat right now with, introduce yourself to the world, Eric. My name is Eric, <laughs> and I'm the project manager of 004 in the background. To set the scene right now, we are sitting in an Armada boat in the middle of the Rio Ozama, surrounded completely by trash. Beautiful, beautiful hills with incredible music being blared. The sun is setting and we are making our way to Interceptor 004, which is up and running again after a hiccup due to Tropical Storm Laura. I'm Dan Vanderkoy. I am the senior video producer for the Ocean Cleanup and I have been documenting 004 from the very beginning stages as it was even being welded together. The parts were being welded in Zwoll in the Netherlands. And now I'm sitting here with Eric who has just done an incredible job getting this thing up and running. We have motorcycles driving by in La Cienega, which is the little fishing village that's, that's across from the Interceptor. It's after curfew, so nobody should be out. We have special permission to be out here from the uh, Dominican Navy because we're working on something that's essential. But uh, yeah, the energy here is incredible. Curfew doesn't matter. People are fishing. People are playing basketball. It's kind of the Dominican way. Eric, how are you doing? And what has the last few months been like for you? It's been pretty insane, I have to say. Um, no, the, the, the planning that goes to this, it's, it's really, it's a lot. But once everything is, uh, is set, the ball just rolls and rolls and keeps going. And that's what I'm seeing now. It's so beautiful to see everything. The interceptor running autonomously, completely. Um, it's a great progress, great progress. And great initiative for this country, which... Uh, is in the lowest ranks when it comes to dealing with plastic pollution. You can't see this because this is a podcast, but again, we're floating down this river and it's the banks are just lined with trash. Yeah, it's, it's not even just plastic. I mean, it's, it's just- It's devastating to see. It's depressing, honestly. But this little interceptor it sure draws a lot of attention, especially with the kids. You sit and you watch the kids and they just stare at this thing. Like the other day I was standing there and one of them kept looking like, when is it going to take off? <laughs> like just like they're, they're, they don't know what, to, what this thing is that's floating in the river. No, it definitely stands out. You look at it from, from here, it is a, an incredible machine. And, and this has been literally years in the making and it's here now. How important is this to 
I'm not even going to say how important is this to the Dominican Republic. How important is this to these surrounding communities along the Rio Osama? Yeah, it's super important because it's not only about retrieving this plastic from the river, it's also about having an impact and creating change in the community here nearby. Everybody in this surroundings can see this and they're aware of this. They're asking questions. Um, kids, uh, mostly, they're, they're asking a ton of questions. Uh, they seem very excited, like you say, when is this gonna take off? This is their, their initial reaction. So uh, it's, it helps a lot in starting the conversation about plastic and, and trash in general. How did you get involved with this project? Well, I, I was a big fan of the project from before you decided to come here. And then there was this viral video that, that uh, when Boyan unveiled the interceptor and said, and this one is going to Rio Osama. That was really special for us in, in this country. Really, really special. And uh, I, w I would have never even imagined that I would be part of this. And being here where I am now, it, it is really a dream come true. But how did, what was the process like? Like how did you, you heard about it, how did you make your way to where, I mean you're, you're running this interceptor, like you have been the lead person well, on it, site. It, the, the, the long story short is that turns out I was a really good fit because in my previous job I was working with a Sargasso invasion, which is a seaweed that is uh, invading all our beaches and it's causing tremendous ecological problems, it sucks out the oxygen, kills reefs and, and marine life and also tourism because it becomes a rotten, smelly, brown beach. Uh, so, so it turns out I was a perfect fit. I had a little bit of experience and uh, here I am. But you also are a surfer. Oh, yeah. You love the water. You So this is something that you're passionate about as well. I am. This, this really hits uh, deep in my heart. I, I am a surfer and a lover of the ocean. I'm a sailor as well. I sailed professionally during many years of my life. And so I've always been in and around the ocean my whole life. And I have seen slowly how the plastic pollution has changed everything and, and has invaded our oceans. I've seen it with my own eyes. I haven't seen it in, in movies or YouTube, but I've seen it with my own eyes. It, it really has had a tremendous change over the course of my life. And this problem that we're seeing everywhere is a huge problem and people that live in other parts of the world that have, they have no idea how bad this is. Like, yeah, no, a lot of people live in cities and uh, they don't see what we see. And it is devastating what we, what we see. And this is what really thrives me and, and makes me love my job. Now, the Ocean Cleanup is a technology company. We, we love the technology, we strive to come up with technology for cleaning the oceans, ridding the world's oceans of plastic. The, the things that I think are so fascinating behind it that adds to the technology is the design, 
how the contrast that it doesn't fit in where where some of these are being placed but also the partnerships and the whole concept behind the interceptor right. talk a little bit about that here in the Dominican Republic and some of the partners that are involved in this project yeah so so for this project in particular it's quite different than the ones that, that the ones that Ocean Cleanup has in the other countries in this case we have partnered with the United Nations Development Program and with the Armada and uh, and and really it has been a tremendous asset working with these two main players uh, the Armada because of all the facilities that they offer us uh, personnel boats uh, if we need to open the floating bridge uh, I mean it can go on and on the list security and uh, UNDP makes everything easier they, they they put us in contact with everybody I mean it's a really great thing great thing to par partner up with them and uh, with contacts like the UNDP the opportunities are pretty endless in terms of where these can go in the future yeah there is there is a, a Navy and a UNDP in most third world countries. This is the blueprint. Uh, the plan is to replicate this all over the world. It, it is a bit of a difference from how it was back in July and August, even and especially back in, in March of last year. The, the Navy, the Armada to me has been a huge, they've been the rock stars, like watching these guys, how they have taken this project on and taken ownership to it. They're painting interceptor on the side of the work boats. They're painting the work boats. They're wearing uniforms that say interceptor 004. The Dragas guys are building little barges to carry trash off of riverbanks. These guys have really owned this interceptor. What does it mean to you to see these guys and see the pride in their faces when they're working out here? I love it. I love it because that was the, that was the dream. That was the objective. But we we were not sure if, if that was going to work or if that was going to happen. And, but the response has been very, very positive. And uh, uh, they have taken complete ownership. The, the guys from the Navy are experts now at offloading and un unloading. The, the waste transportation companies also uh, knows exactly what to do, the forklift, the, everybody. It really is so beautiful. Now we get to sit back and enjoy the show and, and really, we, I'm just super happy about how it all turned out. And now I feel like they are ready. They are ready, they can keep it forever as long as it lasts and uh, we're gonna stop tons and tons of waste from, from going into the ocean. It's really great. And it's a very important time to be doing this because this this global pandemic that has affected the world is not seeming to stop and all it's doing is making the problem worse. We sit here and you just see masks floating down the river, you see rubber gloves, you see bleach bottles, handy wipes, single-use plastic from deliveries, it goes on and on and on and it's gotten a lot worse. How important has it been to prove that we can still take a project like this and execute it during a global pandemic? It is extremely important because it proves other companies that they can also do it. 
this entire project was uh, during the pandemic, from beginning to end. The, the Interceptor landed in March, and that's when the pandemic started. And here we are, still in the pandemic, but we got it done. So I think it sends a strong message to other companies out there um, trying to affect change in the world. Let's uh, let's stop looking for excuses and uh, let's make this, let's make it happen because we can. The pandemic started in March, and you started not too much earlier than that. You've been working on this project for a little over a year now. What has been the biggest memory that you'll look back at and be the most proud of when it comes to Interceptor 004? I have to say I have developed a very strong relationship with the Navy. Um, some of the people I'm working on with the UNDP like joking around that I'm part of the Navy now. <laughs> um, and that's how I feel. So that definitely is a strong uh, memory I take. And also the trip I did to uh, with the Ocean Cleanup, I went to the Netherlands, to Rotterdam, to the office, met everybody, made friends with everybody. Um, I went to Malaysia, where we saw the Interceptor over there and learned a lot. And I had never been to Asia before, so that was definitely uh, an interesting trip. Um, so definitely, I will, I will stick, I'll stay with those two. How important was it for you to have gone to Asia, to actually go step foot on Interceptor 002, to get a feel for what these things were before this one came over here to the Dominican Republic? It was huge, it was huge. When the Interceptor arrived here, I felt like I already knew, knew, knew everything. Um, I also set foot on this Interceptor when it was in, the, in Rotterdam and I helped ship it. Uh, I, I helped put it in a ship and, and, and talked to the entire crew and made friends with the crew and the captain from that ship. It was really, a, it's been a journey. So uh, when this interceptor arrived, um, I just felt like hello again. <laughs> and now we're sitting here staring at this thing as it's working in the Rio Zama. It's getting dark. The lights just turned on the bridge. The fishermen are starting to come out. There's a guy fishing right next to us. The fishermen have really also taken pride in this. In, in La Cienega, the, these guys are coming out. They're, they're cleaning the water hyacinths. How cool is that and how important is that to this project to have the fishermen essentially have your back? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we have a, a close relationship with the local fishermen. And uh, they really have shown strong interest in cleaning this whole thing. And uh, really, we are, we, are, we are strong allies. Uh, even, even yesterday, one of the fishermen told me they are going to aim one of their cameras to the interceptor. That's how, how much they, they like it and they want to keep it and, and, and keep it safe. So uh, again, I couldn't be happier how this whole thing turned out. How do you think you've grown as a person in the last year? Do you feel that you've grown? Do you feel like you've, you've taken a step in your life, like in your career, in your emotional status? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, like I said earlier, this has been a, an emotional roller coaster. So I guess I'm just more mature and, and, and handling pressure and things. This, this project also took a really long time. So, or, or 
it took a long time because you're planning and planning and planning and planning and you don't see things happening and you keep planning and keep planning and nothing happens still so that is I, I, that was the most frustrating part I think for me so just to have that patience and to to uh, yeah just just have patience and everything will come in due time uh, if, if you do the right thing so I think that has been my biggest maturity how do I say um, my biggest learning learning point okay cool the uh, the energy in the Dominican Republic is unlike energy that I feel anywhere describe this energy describe what it's like to be a Dominican describe just the again the scenery the food the everything that happens here to somebody that is listening to this right now in Norway <laughs> Yeah, from Norway to here, I would say is a complete two different ex extremes. Um, where do I even begin? The food you mentioned, the food is, is delicious. People are very friendly and warm. I don't know. I feel like I could never move out of this country because of that reason. There is a special love I have for for Dominican Republic, and I feel you have felt it too. And it's incredible that you have, you have never been to nice beaches. You've you've only been here to Rio Sama, and uh, you still manage to perceive that energy, and 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 you love it. So I think that's that's what 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 Dominican people are like. Absolutely, it's hard to explain and put into words. Yeah, absolutely. What's the next year going to look like for you, for Interceptor 004, the UNDP, the Armada, the fishermen that's right here pulling crabs out of the net? <laughs> <laughs> the next year consists of uh, fine-tuning and perfecting everything that we have going on here. Um, we we the next year consists on working on the waste management side of this. And as we mentioned earlier, the, all the projects that are going on in parallel to the Interceptor um, and, and with Rescate Osama, Osama Rescue with the committee. It's a, it's a big deal what is happening now. So this whole year will be focused on that. The Interceptor is installed and it's running and we're picking up waste. So now uh, it's time to, to put that in the oven and, and work on something else for me. What are, what are you going to do in the next year? How, you, you know, it won't be as crazy, knock on wood, th as this last year was. What, you see yourself getting back out. I know you're a surfer. I know you love to sail. You're going to get back out on the water the, to do something fun as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I will have a little bit more time now. This has really been, um, I'm a perfectionist, so I really, put my all in, in, into this project and, and get emotional about the results. So uh, now that it's all set, I think we can put our feet up a little bit and uh, enjoy and, and, and enjoy this moment because it's hard to, it's, it's, it's easy sometimes to, to just keep going on what's next and what's next, but I think it's valuable to enjoy this moment a little bit. 
I agree. And it is an amazing moment, and we have many more amazing moments coming. We have just announced our partnership with MHED Mag and, and Kona Cranes to build the next batch of interceptors. We, they already started. We have new interceptors being built, new interceptor being built in Vietnam right now. We have the System 2 on the ocean side happening. We have our sunglasses. The ocean cleanup has a lot going on. What, what do you think about the organization overall? And, and do people talk about it in the Dominican Republic now that this is here? Absolutely, absolutely. People talk about it a lot, at least around my circle. Um, but yeah, the, the ocean cleanup, I think is in an extremely strong position. And I have so much trust in them. Um, Besides the ocean system and the river system that you see behind me, the interceptor, um, this is not the only two things. I, I see the ocean cleanup in the future as having a wide portfolio of um, technological instruments that you can use on, on a variety of rivers, depending on which suits best. So uh, I see the future very bright for the ocean cleanup, actually. Yeah, I do too. And it's been a blast hanging out with you over the last year, man. So thank you, you too, so man. much for everything. And to everybody that's out there listening, yeah, we do have a lot going on. We are not letting this coronavirus slow us down in any way, shape, or form. And just keep, please, supporting us and, and doing everything that you can to help stop this problem. It's out there. This stuff is real. I mean, you see, even sitting in this river with this interceptor, we cannot get all the plastic. We, we need help. We need everything that can be done from these little barges that the Dragas Armada guys are doing to the fishermen helping to the kids sitting just on the side putting the bottles in a recycle bin. Even just little things will help this, this massive problem. So I'm Dan Vanderkoy floating down the Rio Zama with Eric Holbum, and we're out of here.